And welcome to a great edition of the Weekend Sports Buzz. As you can hear the UK fight song in the background. All I got to say is, guys, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. I've been right all season long when I said the University of Kentucky will be in the championship this year. And you all said I was crazy. So, you know, I don't like to kick a man when he's down, Kelly, but it feels damn good to be right right now. I got to give Kentucky fans. What, what about me? And you, you, you. Calling it like it is. For some it reason, right. you were you were right aboard with the guy who got the tattoo of UK 2014 National Championships. You were right there with him. I I got to admit, you were. Um, throughout the the whole process, for I don't know why you would have been, but I, Kentucky has went on what is turning out to be one of the more improbable runs in the history of the NCAA tournament. I mean, if you look at their record throughout the season, would you expect this team to do what they've done against top-notch competition in the NCAA tournament? Certainly would not. I mean, you have to say this is probably one of the most special group of young men ever in the history of the NCAA if you basketball. Play like that, we cannot be defeated. You're right. They cannot be defeated play, playing like that. Right now, the confidence level is so high for the the Harrison Twins and the entire University of Kentucky team. I can't, I, I can't see anybody stopping them. But it is. I got to give props to Kevin Ollie. Somebody that I've talked bad about all year, and if I said he's not, yeah, you that's know, right. I that's kept true. saying Jim Calhoun's not walking through that door, but he's done a hell of a coaching job with the UConn Huskies. So you were right about I Kentucky. Get, you were dead wrong about UConn. I was UConn. wrong about UConn. That's but fair. UK is going to prove me right by sending them on their way out in the national championship. Monday night, it's a seven versus an eight seed. First time that's ever happened. First time that's ever happened. Um, matching up two very much so traditional powers. Within the world of college basketball, yeah, a lot of history between both of them. Tough to call either of them Cinderellas, right? Well, I would well, this, say this no, year you can. I would say UConn's a Cinderella because they're coming out of the conference yeah. that nobody ever heard of before. People still don't know the name of the conference. Ask somebody what conference is UConn in? They'll say the Big East, yeah. not the American. Yep. But gotta give the Americans some credit, man. You, you got Louisville has to be kicking himself right now. They beat a the team hell out of Connecticut. Times. Beat them three times. Wow. Hey, you got to deal with the hand you got dealt. It's all right. I, I was reading someone's Facebook status where they said, let me get this straight, is what they said. Florida beat UConn. Kentucky beat Louisville twice. Kentucky lost to Florida three times. Well, okay, what else? Am, well, let's see. <laughs> Louisville beat UConn three times. I mean, it's just a whole web of just yeah, very yeah, strange. Very tangly. Very tangly web. And this is who we get in the national championship game. Nobody except me had UK in the championship. I don't think anybody had UConn. Maybe a diehard, a U- maybe a diehard UConn fan, but come on. It would have been kind of hard to pick UConn to go to the championship. I'm not sure anybody did. Carlo Kellum, myself, Kelly Patrick, Todd Neal are here on 1450 WXVW the morning after Kentucky's big victory over Wisconsin. They're going, and tomorrow they will play for the national championship. Number nine, I want to encourage our listeners, give us a call, 502-384-1450. If you're a Kentucky fan, go ahead, call in, brag on yourself. You deserve it This right is our now. moment, Kentucky fans. If you're a Louisville fan and you want to call in. Don't even bother calling in. It's not about you all. Don't steal our shine. Call in. I, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. I know we'll hear from Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for... Julius Randle. Brandon was actually at the Final Four last night. He was texting me through, uh, throughout the uh, the game, but he was there. He's, he's in Texas right now. Probably He's either still in Dallas or on, on his way back right now. It'd be nice to be a high roller. Oh, yeah. You know, Brandon does it big time. 
Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Once again, call in. I know we're going to get our slew of callers, 502-384-1450. We're going to hear from Carolina. We're probably going to hear from Brian. Maybe we'll hear from Truth. You think we'll get a Hink appearance today, Carlo? Oh, I heard <laughs> I heard Hink call in on the press box uh, the other day and give Rashawn the business. Rightfully so. Rashawn ridiculously picked Wisconsin to win last night. Can you believe that? I mean, he's just coming. I mean, come on, Rashawn. Show Kentucky some love, man. Be a supporter for once in your life. Support these young kids doing something special. To lose. I don't care what the scoreboard says. At the end of the game, <laughs> you play like that. <laughs> we cannot be defeated. I'll tell you what, what Calipari is doing, it's amazing in college basketball, the roller coaster of emotions. Be, being a fan of Rick Pitino over the years. Hey, man, what, I'm sorry about that. And how many, how many times have that we heard this so year, how many times this year have we heard everybody say that they can't win with five freshmen? Calipari doesn't know what he's doing. This system won't work. If I had a dime for every time I've heard that statement, I'd be a rich man right now. Obviously, Calipari knows what the hell he's doing, and the fans commenting didn't. Oh, the haters, I shall say. In hindsight, you're right. Calipari is on a pace that is unprecedented, really. Now, I mean, I don't know about unprecedented, but he's, I mean, after tomorrow, he very well may have won two national championships in a span of three years. That's, I mean, and he's only been at Kentucky. And it's for, not been with the same team. It's been a different team each year he's had. So I mean, last year the last year we know that it was. I don't think the problem was Coach Cal last year. I think last year's problem was those young kids not actually buying into the system and working together and seeing his vision. They could have done something special last year. They didn't have to be an NIT team last year, NIT team last year. They could have made it to the tournament, man. The loss of New Orleans and Oriole last year was a big factor in us not making it to the NCAA tournament last season. But this year, Coach Cal has righted the ship. We're sailing in the right direction. He's got us in the national championship game. We're burning couches on Monday night. We burned couches last night. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just so excited, man. I, don't, I, I can't stop myself. Going for number nine. Yeah. It, it, it was the highest rated recruiting class on paper in the history of college basketball. They were preseason number one. And paper translated to reality. It looks like you're right. I mean, I'm speechless. If, I'm, if you're a Louisville fan and you want to correct me and say, Kelly, man, you're, you're, you're all wrong. It's not, you're not right. But what I'm saying is Coach Cal, I'm not saying I'm a fan of his by any stretch. I hate the guy. It's a strong word, Kelly. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> but. I did, I, well, I, what if Louisville would have hit the free throws? Then they could be there. Then, then they I, could I'd be, be singing in the diff- same spot. I'd be singing a what? different tune. Could've, Somebody brought that up to me last night. Well, if Louisville would have hit the free throws. Well, you know, if a bear hadn't lost his underwear in the, in the, <laughs> in the backyard, you know. He'd be a human or something. I mean, there, there's there's many different ways to look at Regardless, at the end of the day, they're preseason number one. Now they're in the title game. Coach Cal is doing things that really hasn't been done before. I mean, he starts five freshmen. Willie Cauley-Stein got hurt. Should be the end of them, right? That's their upper, relatively their, their upper-class leadership. I know he's just a sophomore. But they go on, and they have guys like Dakari Johnson step up. What about Julius Randle? I mean... Julius Randle, I mean, I'm I, looking at the box score here. I can't. I mean, I've been saying it all year. He is the number one pick going into next year's NBA draft. If a team passes on him, number one, they're fools. Last night, the stat line is 27 minutes, 6 for 10 from the field. Five rebounds, one steal, 16 points for Julius Randle. An efficient game. One turnover. 
wasn't it on paper wasn't his best game of his didn't get his, his season. didn't get his 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 normal double double but hey I'll take that it, it shows the UK's becoming a balanced team they are they got nice contribution you know, from Alex Poitras off the bench as he had seven rebounds eight points they, they they're dominating the boards. Marcus right Lee, now. Marcus Lee only played ten minutes, but I mean he played a good ten minutes. He was two for three from the field, he only had one rebound. He did have a block shot, four points, but I mean this is a, so a, a scary it, team. And when and I said they're fun to watch, I said the Harrison twins, especially Aaron Harrison. I said they're gonna they're going pro after this season. They're gonna be first round picks. Aaron Harrison is playing like freaking Michael Jordan right and now, and he's extremely <laughs> clutch. And I don't know I what mean, the the value to an NBA scout is of that clutchness. But we're going to ask our man Brian, as we have on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, we have Brian the Insider. How are you doing this morning, Brian? Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing this morning? <laughs> doing great, Brian. How are you doing this morning? Before we get into Good your, morning, your, Brian. your standard standard horse racing, I know that you and Carlo probably have a, a few words for each other. What, what's, the, what's the feeling on the morning after for Brian? Well, I, I want to congratulate Carlo and the cats. I know it sure made my wife happy. There's no bigger cat fan than she, and, uh, and they looked fantastic. And, and I and I agree with Carlo on uh, Randall. I mean, he he really now that he's developing that mid range jump shot, uh, you know, he is such a beast. He'll be very difficult to pass. A guy that I I just can't I can't get over is Marcus Lee. And and I just think it's just one of Cal's best jobs that he was been able to keep this kid happy uh, with the talent he has, with the limited minutes he has. Uh, I mean, he looked like Anthony Davis on that two-handed catch dunk. I mean, I, I told my wife that that reminded me of somebody, and it was Anthony Davis. I, you know, these rumors of him going in the lottery. I mean, just shows you how talented Kentucky is. And my hats off to Carlo and Todd and all the Kentucky fans. And uh, good luck tomorrow night. And uh, it's really an very, very impressive run. No, no question about it, Brian. I mean, you can't deny Marcus Lee was a. I think he was the number two rated center in the freshman class behind his teammate Dakari Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Lee coming through with a, a big performance in a, a real big role, being that Willie Cauley Stein's out. If Daniel Wharton can be a, a first round draft pick, then by God, why in the hell can Marcus Lee not be a first round draft pick? Oh, I tell you what, I would, I would definitely. I mean, it's, it's. I tell you how interesting it is to see how these Kentucky freshmen and underclassmen uh, come out. I mean, that is exactly what Montrez is waiting to see because it mean it could be they could have a busload of them uh, go in the first round. And, and Marcus Lee, who couldn't even crack the line. I mean, I'd love to hear a stat on how many games he never even got in, uh, and, and for him to have stayed positive. And, you know, in, in today's day and age of instant gratification for these guys that he was able to stay uh, fresh and, and happy uh, when he didn't get in at all, knowing the talent he had. I remember reading the offseason, the two guys they raved about, and you know, going into preseason for the Cats was obviously Randall and Marcus Lee. And then I kept saying, where is he? I know he got hurt in December a little bit, got a little sick, I think. Uh, but, I mean, for him not to have played at all and then come in with those kind of minutes, I think he should play more. I don't know who you take out. I was impressed with Poitras. Uh, what about Cal's kiss with Poitras? I mean, you think he was happy with him? <laughs> uh, but uh, very impressive, guys. And, and, and like I said, it's, uh, it's what Trez, Megatrez, is waiting on to see how many of these guys come out 
you know, yeah. wouldn't it be ironic if Louisville is a beneficiary of this? Uh, Louisville is much better next year with Megatrez, and uh, uh, to see that uh, if they get a get six, seven, eight guys come out, I mean, that's going to directly, Marcus Lee directly impacts Montrez Harrell, in my opinion. Uh, you know, and then there, I saw some other guys came out. That's a real interesting decision. It's going to see what happens to Trez, and I think it's, you know, it, it, he's he's waiting to find out how many they stuff in the bus from Kentucky going to the NBA lottery. Uh, ask, so it's uh, very, very interesting. Let me ask you this, Brian. With my Trez, I mean, don't you think this is his best chance of going this year versus going next year? Or are they going to a tougher uh, division of the ACC? What if he doesn't perform well against uh, that top-notch top talent? His uh, draft status may drop. I think he's fine. I think Trez is fine. I, I, I think he's. A, I think he could use it. They could all use another year uh, to develop. But Trez, I don't see him not being a contributor with his seven four wingspan. And uh, I, I think. I think if he stay, if he were my son, I would say go take the money if he's going to be in the first round. But I don't think he comes. I don't think he comes back and hurts his stock going forward from next year. I really don't. I don't see that. I think he's going to get better. What about uh, Russ Smith? You think he's going to drop to a second round pick? Yeah, I think Russ is a second round rounder, but I think someone will take a shot at him, and I think he can really contribute. Uh, I think most people have really uh, respected uh, Russ's energy. I mean, he's certainly a flawed player. You know, I read where he's, he's went down to about 160 pounds. He lost weight during the year. That's awful small in the NBA, but uh, no one could argue that he's got a heart of a champion, and uh, he's a He's got his flaws, and, and, and the Louisville fans saw those flaws at the foul line. I mean, that, there's some serious uh, uh, lack of concentration in that type of game to for, for him to miss those foul shots. But uh, if I had a veteran team and I needed a spark off the bench, I would look at him definitely in the second round. Yeah, I, I really think that uh, Russ Smith has the capability of being one of the greatest overseas players ever. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, as a, long, as a lifelong NBA fan that I know you are, who would you compare Russ Smith and his NBA potential to? Maybe a little Vinny, the microwave Johnson? Yeah, but he doesn't have the power and the size. Vinny yeah. got probably went 220 and was just, I mean, he, he was he was more like a bigger Chris Jones. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously size-wise, he's more similar to, Alan, uh, yeah, to Iverson. I mean, size-wise, they were both, you know, uh, 170 pounds soaking wet with a suit on coming out of the shower. I mean, so he, he is obviously not Allen Iverson, but uh, size-wise and energy-wise and, and jumping ability, my goodness. I mean, if you weren't impressed with those two monster dunks he had over Randall, oh, yeah, year, I, I those are two of the free plays yeah. of the year. I'm going to go with Keith Bogans. I mean, so. Keith Bogans? Yeah. Okay, he can Good stand utility. to put on some muscle also. Right. I mean, Russ could to get to – because Bogans was always a, he was a always muscular tough, type guy. But I, don't, I like the comparison there, Todd. Keith's still in the NBA, by the way. He's Keith still has really made a, a good living for himself. Very serviceable player. He started He's a couple a years ago player. on, on a, a Chicago Bulls. Right. Very valuable right. uh, member of a Chicago Bulls team just a, a short couple years ago. We are the weekend sports buzz. We cover all sports. It's a cyclical process around here. College basketball is king. We're going to get to some horse racing with Brian as the first Saturday in May is approaching rapidly. But before we do, Brian, I'll touch on the other side of the, the bracket. What do you think of this run that Kevin Ollie and the Yukon Huskies are on? Oh, I, I, can't, I can't believe All I keep thinking about was Ollie was when he had a mental breakdown and got pitched <laughs> out of the game and probably should have gotten suspended uh, for his tirade. But I don't know. Uh, you know, 81-48, 
sticks out in my head. What, how he's been able to get, I never, I, I went and read the Connecticut newspapers after Louisville pounded them just to see if they blamed Louisville. They did not. They said that's what a champion looks like, and they obviously learned, but I don't know how many points it was. They were all three, I believe, triple or double-digit wins. Uh, and as Patino said in his closing season exit deal, it's all matchups. And mm-hmm. as we all know, Louisville didn't match up well with Kentucky, uh, but but uh, they Louisville certainly matched up well with Connecticut. And uh, I'm sure they're just tickled to death that uh, uh, they're not playing the other team from Kentucky. I think they could probably somehow come up with a way that they could beat uh, Kentucky in their head. But uh, it'd be very difficult for Ollie to be able to convince those guys that uh, uh, they had a shot of beating Louisville. But Louisville dominated them. But I will say this. Some of these guys, especially the big guy for Connecticut, I don't even remember them doing much against Louisville. No. The, the, the big guys for Connecticut have really stepped up. And, and tell me I'm wrong, but gosh, is it, were some of them hurt? Is some of them gone? I just don't remember seeing them in those games. It's almost like it's a different team. Um, we're, we're chatting with our man Brian on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. I want to encourage our listeners to call in on this the morning after Kentucky's big win. And we know they've got their chance tomorrow against uh, a Connecticut team to win championship number nine. So the state of Kentucky as a whole is on fire with enthusiasm and excitement for this game tomorrow. Before we let you go, Brian... What's the status on, on what's going down with the, 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 the prep leading up to the first Saturday in May? Well, guys, I tell you, I, I, you know, uh, I am unbelievably excited about a horse out of California that I first mentioned on your show about, I don't know, six weeks ago, California Chrome, a California bred. California bred hasn't won the Derby since 1962. This horse, he just demolished uh, a pretty good field uh, yesterday in the Santa Anita Derby and is going to be uh, probably one of the strongest favorites coming into the Kentucky Derby in many, many years. You know, just, just the one beautiful thing about the Kentucky Derby is the storylines that come out of it. And, and this guy not only has the best horse, but he's got the best storyline this year. The last time he was at Churchill, he, uh, he rode on a train with Swaps, who won it in 1955, the trainer, Art Sherman, He'll be the oldest trainer to win the Derby at 77 if he wins. But last time he came, he actually rode in the train from California on a bale of hay next to Swaps. Uh, and he was the exercise rider for Swaps, who was a great horse, set six records. It's, coincidentally, the guy's kind of reluctant to try to compare the two. But go look, pull up a YouTube uh, uh, video of yesterday's run, and I am telling you, and they had to, they had to restrain the horse. This is... This is the most, in my opinion, one of the most dominant favorites coming into the Derby and the buzz around California Chrome. Let me tell you how, how valuable. This is before yesterday. The ownership group, he's a very modestly bred uh, horse in California. They turned down 50, they were going to share $6 million. They turned down, they could have kept 49% share of this horse and pocketed $6 million, and they said, no thanks, have you seen him run? I mean, that's big-time money, and they know they're sitting on the bomb, and California Chrome's going to come into Kentucky as the prohibited derby favorite, guys. Very excited about him. And the other race, Wicked Strong, uh, a long shot, came back, and a very impressive winner in the Wood Memorial. we got two derby preps left, and that's it. Next weekend's Bluegrass, 
and the o- and Oakland, the Arkansas Derby. But boy, it's Derby time! Uh, as soon as uh, the national championship games uh, turn the, the games over, it's going to be the attention of the whole world is going to turn to Kentucky for the first Saturday in May. Now, I want to ask you something, Brian. Whatever happened to the Derby trial? I mean, that used to be a prep, right? Yeah, Derby trial. I, you know, they're still going to run it. It's it's run on opening night, uh, which is uh, always a week before the Derby. And you know, the Derby trial uh, used to be a big springboard to the Derby, right? And, but it's just showing you a different uh, different way of racing. You know, and I was reading about Swaps, who won the Derby in '55. He won the Bluegrass Stakes nine days before his Derby. Just a different time. Uh, I would like to see. A couple years ago, they had the Derby trial. Used to be used as you know a, a stepping stone. I think the horses can run a week later, but this year doesn't offer any points. There is a ten point race after next week for anyone trying to get in, and I do think it's going to be a much more competitive uh, field trying to get those last spots. And it's going to take more points than it did last year. So look for the uh, Lexington at uh, uh, Keeneland. Uh, to be a big, it's a 10-point race, and it's two weeks before the Derby. And I'd be remiss if I don't mention one other thing on horse racing. Big news out of Kansas. I went Friday, uh, opening day. They're going to replace their poly track. That experiment is over. They're ripping the poly track out. They're putting a dirt track back in. The poly experiment in North America appears to be really about that. Uh, and also, Oh, sounds like you're breaking up there a little bit. We lost Brian the insider. You know, I got a, a text in from the Lotus Guns text works line, and uh, they said that Russ Smith can be compared to more more so of a Joseph Forte. I don't know if you remember him from yeah, North, Carolina, North Carolina. I do. Drafted by Boston, played with Seattle, and he's now overseas, which I said Russ will probably be one of the greatest overseas players ever. Is that are you taking a shot at him by saying that? I'm just saying he'll be he's gonna be a great overseas over the seas. I don't take that as a shot. You can make some good money over there. Yeah. He'll be fantastic. Superstar. I mean most most Louisville players, you know, they do great over there. They have great careers, long careers overseas. As if your Kentucky team playing tomorrow doesn't make you feel good enough, Carlo, you gotta kick Louisville while they're down. As you can tell by his intro music, we got on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line, which is 384-1450. Right now, we got on the line with us our man, Carolina Steve. Headed down south. How you doing this morning, Carolina? Just fine, just fine. Oh, We're waiting for a first day of sports today. Texas is going to debut the world's largest HD television screen today called Big Hoss. Wow. Bigger than the... Uh, the Jerry Jones Dome? Uh, bigger than the one they're building right now at the uh, our very own Kentucky uh, the Derby or whatever? The Derby uh, Coliseum? That's, that's, like the fourth, that's like the fourth biggest in the United States, Carlo. Oh, wow. The, uh, this one is... Uh, I saw it uh, Friday night in the uh, Nationwide race, and it is just huge down there. Bruton Smith, who owns... Uh, Kentucky Motor Speedway is the one who owns Texas, and he's the one that had it, uh, okay. had it commissioned to be built. So, I, thought, uh, I thought Churchill Downs was going to have the biggest one. So that, they're not the biggest one? Not Churchill Downs is a horse racing. That ain't nothing. Yeah, uh, they're the they're, they're building it right now. Uh, it, it's not, it's not going to be the biggest. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, 
the biggest in the United States right now is at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Okay, all right. You can watch uh, Carl's. Uh, cars go round and round now without passing each other on the biggest flat screen TV. Right? Man, this sounds right exciting watching cars going around a track over and over again. I want to ask Carolina a question. You know, you call in NASCAR, and I used to be a NASCAR fan back in the day. I mean, it's changed in 2001 a lot. But do you, do you find yourself being a bigger fan or lesser fan than years ago when, when, Dale, when Dale was around? I don't. I think that our uh, attendance has fallen off, our television watching has, but you still got loyal fans. As a matter of fact, Brian France is doing everything he can to get rid of me as a fan, putting the chase the way it is and uh, letting the stock out qualifying and everything. I just wish you would return, but I like it because of the fact when I look at that, I don't see any of the athletes running NASCAR. One or two have been caught with drugs, and they have been suspended from the, uh, banned from the sport for life until they go through uh, this drug rehab problem. Jeremy Mayfield is one that I can think about. You don't see anything in the paper about the uh, athletes who drive and arrested for fighting or anything like that. So, uh, Just Martin Truex. family sport. Martin Truex was uh, suspended for, uh, you know, uh, urinating publicly, I believe. Remember that a couple years back? I don't remember yeah. that, but I tell you what. Uh, uh, it, that's just the way some things are. It's uh, I've enjoyed it, and I want y'all to watch today because of who is sponsoring the race. Who's that? Duck Commander. Of Duck Dynasty? Wow. Yeah, they are. They got. Uh, I was listening to uh, whatever y'all are on. I listen to satellite radio. Okay. Uh, uh, I listen to Channel Ninety, which is the NASCAR channel, and they were talking yesterday. Uh, yesterday, uh, one they were staying there where they were, and there were thirty-one members of the Robinson family at that hotel. To walk through those doors, hold your heads up high, and call yourselves ducks. <laughs> And it's, it's pretty good there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Also, golf today. Two of my favorite winning golfers are going against one another, and they're tied right now. And that would be Michelle Wee and Lexi Thompson. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. And did y'all see the controversy about golf digest cover? I did not. Ball, no, make that two balls out. <laughs> what, what was it, Carolina? What was the controversy on golf digest cover? Uh, it was uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter who's engaged to Dustin Johnson. Oh, I did read uh, a little bit about that. I didn't read the whole story. What, what? What's that? What's behind that controversy? I know she's known for being beautiful. Oh, uh, just the way she was dressed. Uh, Google it on uh, uh, off the internet, and you'll find out and everything. And it's uh, it's a little bit of a provocative. Uh, Outfit, a pair of capri pants and uh, bra on uh, on there, and uh, it looks like it was poured on her that she didn't get into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, I really uh, that I'm a, that, and uh, then this week starts, and this is going to surprise y'all. My favorite 
sporting event in the world. WrestleMania goes down tonight, live from New Orleans. Well, that, that, the Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. Oh. Ma- the Masters. The most beautiful place I've ever been to watch a sporting event. Shively. <laughs> right? Uh, not, not quite. Okay. Brock, <laughs> well, you, National it... and the Masters. Oh, okay, yeah, it's going to be big. No Tiger Woods, though, so it'll be interesting to see who wins this year. I wonder if the kid from oh, Australia can repeat. I like it better when there's no Tiger. They show they show more golfers that I like than just showing Tiger all the time. Yeah. I am a big Bubba Watson fan. Anybody that can drive the Dukes of Hazard car gets uh, gets uh, my vote as my favorite golfer. Hey, he, hey, he Bubba. bought the uh, Dukes of Hazard car at uh, that uh, auction that they have on just the old Speed Channel. Spent over a hundred thousand dollars for it, and it's the, the actual car. They used to do the first jump when they were coming up. Okay, I got a question for you guys. Uh, Carolina, got a question for you. Is the uh, Undertaker yeah. on the WrestleMania card tonight? Yeah, he's on the record. Does his streak <laughs> remain intact? Carlo and, and Carolina, I want to know your opinion. The Undertaker streak well, will I, live. I think I, that, uh, I'll tell you what happens here in a minute. I think that... Uh, the Undertaker's going to win because I've been reading uh, around for next year. They're already planning, and it's, it's going to be Sting versus The Undertaker. That is correct. But, hey, Carolina, we appreciate you calling in, man. We're going to have to run to a break here shortly, man. Uh, uh, okay, can I, can I say one thing? Yeah, I heard y'all. Y'all were great. I uh, wish I could have been out there with y'all last night. And, uh, Y'all are great on the radio. Y'all have a very good day, gentlemen. Hey, thanks, Carolina. It's always a pleasure. To the land of the pines, I'm my way. Carolina Steve, my man. But hey, Ty, uh, Undertaker is going to win tonight. He will be victorious in taking out Brock Lesnar, but Carolina's exactly right. Tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, Sting will make his debut in the WWE for the first time. He's the only guy that's never came to WWE out of all the old WCW heads. But he's going to make his debut on Raw tomorrow. Not tonight at WrestleMania, but he's going to make his debut tomorrow. And then they're going to set up Undertaker versus Sting at WrestleMania 31. Carlo, I do need to correct you there on your your professional wrestling uh, statement. I never saw Arne Anderson in WWE. He was in WWE with uh, Tully Blanchard under Bobby the Brain Heenan as the Brain Busters. So, yes, he had a brief stint in the WWE. Okay. Very brief. But I was I, I almost made a relevant good comment there, right? No. Come on, Todd, right? <laughs> I get some points. Very relevant, Kelly. Very, uh, you are to be applauded for that. I, that's what I'm looking for. I want to encourage our listeners. Give us a call, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. Todd, are we able to go to a break there? We are going to head to a break. Carlo, Todd, and I will be back with more of your weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I am Kelly Patrick alongside Carlo Kellum coming at you every Sunday, as we do, from 10 until noon. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. We're brought in by Jay-Z. Todd pointed out to me an interesting story. I have it brought up here in front of me. 
the dumpster fire that is Alex Rodriguez that continues to just progress and is more and more just a horrible chain of decisions by Alex Rodriguez from a public relations standpoint, from a now a legal standpoint. Um, According to the New York Daily News, Alex Rodriguez is trusted advisor is to blame for his strategy against the MLB. He obviously has made horrible legal decisions and someone's been advising him. So what he is blaming, who is getting the blame for Alex Rodriguez's horrible decisions? According to him, it's Desiree Perez, one of hip hop mogul Jay-Z's partners in the 4040 club change of sports bars. So he's blaming it on Jay-Z. But indir- pretty much blaming it on Jay-Z and his camp. Let me ask you this, though. So what does that have to do with the cost of tea in China? He used steroids. He lied about it. And now he's trying to weasel his way out of it. Very, I mean, very significant. I mean, very, very fair point there. So he, is he getting paid or not? Oh, my God. He's loaded. No, is he getting the rest of his guaranteed money? Because I know New York doesn't want to pay him. Yeah, it looks at this point, I believe, like he is. They're going to pay him. Yes. Just walk away from the game, man. I mean. You no, know, no, no, no. If he walks away, then they don't. He care. needs to walk away. At the age of how is he forty? He's not. I mean, he. Come on, man. And then you stop juicing. Yeah. He, who wants you? Nobody wants you on your team, right? Nobody wants him on their team. I mean, he's lucky to have a great teammate like Derek Jeter, who kind of supports him on the low. And uh, he, you know, Derek hasn't said one bad word about Alex Rodriguez. Not one. You know, he's kind of had his back throughout the whole process a little bit, quietly. So, but he won't say a bad thing about him. Derek just, Jeter won't say a bad thing about. Just anybody. walk away. Just walk away. Don't come back to baseball. He's blackballed for life. He's like the Terrell Owens of baseball, or even like Jose Canseco of baseball. It, 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 even worse. <laughs> I think worse than worse. Jose Canseco, who ratted on everybody in yeah. the sport. Yeah. I mean, he lied twice. And, you know, that's one thing. He was forg- – in baseball, I mean, any sports, they'll forgive you one time. But twice, yeah, I don't know. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz. We come at you every Sunday from 9 to 11. We're Mike Gandolfo and Haven Harrington, Shane Stovall. They had a great show yesterday, by the way. They do. Yeah, they're, they're, they've got yesterday's some, show was great. They've got some great uh, stuff going on on the Saturday Haven hour. was wrong about his analysis of, U- of UK, but you know, I'm not going to call him out too much. But <laughs> they've got some great stuff going on on Saturdays. Carlo, Todd, and I join you, along with normally Ashley Danielle, who's not able to make it in today. Um, working, for, she's working hard this weekend. You know, she's got her campaign going. and Very busy lady. doing the basketball, so she, she needs to rest up, and she's uh, got a lot of things she's planning to do for the future. But we are a multifaceted sports show, Carlo. We're not pigeonholed into one specific category. We're just talking baseball. Uh, Todd and I are both lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans. Did Tawana tell you that? <laughs> we even do Allen Iverson. Did Tawana tell you that Allen Iverson's mother drops consistently? So don't try to just say we're one type of show. Because as the Taiwana did Taiwana tell you that drop proves we are very versatile. What are we looking forward to after tomorrow's game? Obviously, Carlo, you're a Kentucky fan, and this state bleeds blue. I can't deny that. Um, I got the, a, I got an old couch to get rid of. So it just this this whole state's just going to go up in flames. That's funny, man. If they win tomorrow, <laughs> I was leaving the, the leaving Vermont last night. And I ran across a couple fighters. They they were from Lexington. I was like, hey guys, you know, have a, a safe trip back. Like, yeah, we got to hurry but hurry up and get back and burn this couch. <laughs> Seriously, that's what they said. They were yeah. serious about it. Well, I mean, I've never burned a couch. I just want to know something. Was Tim Couch in danger at any time last night? No, <laughs> because man. of his name. <laughs> I don't know. Tim Couch was probably very happy last night, as is anyone with any affiliation to the University of Kentucky, whether it be as a graduate or an alum. 
or, or anyone who, who just likes, I'm just likes waiting. Ba- college basketball and it, it supports the blue. I'm waiting for somebody to call in to say, it, well, uh, you guys better enjoy it now because the Barons are coming down in a couple of years. I mean, I hear that like every year. Like, I don't want to like, hear that. It's like the oldest. The I oldest, don't want to uh, hear that, but if someone wants to call in, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line 502-384-1450. If you want to call in and say uh, some of the things that I've heard lately, which are, Kentucky gets the benefit of the doubt worse than anyone I've ever seen by the refs. They always get the calls. If you want to say that, give us a call. I, I do, you know, I don't agree with you, but you are certainly allowed to to make your case for whatever stance you want to. My question is, after tomorrow's game, Carlo, what are we looking at? I mean, what are we looking forward to? Like I said, Todd and I are Reds fans. NBA, but Reds. Have, yeah, that's the, what I was yeah, getting the, the play, to. Playoffs. That's what I was getting to. It's almost playoff time. Our Cincinnati Reds are, are not doing that great. Three and one lost via a walk off grand slam to the New York Mets late last night. But as far as the NBA playoffs go, there's just about a week, week and a half left in the season. Are the Miami Heat going to three peat? That's the question. Well, right now they're facing a lot of injuries. I know Ray Allen was out, Chalmers was out, uh, who else? Odin was out, uh, Wade was out, and, uh, LeBron still had a triple-double that game they were out and won. So can LeBron carry the, the weight on his shoulders? I think he can. But how deep can he go without his supporting cast? I think that's what they're lacking this year is a solid supporting cast to help him uh, get the, get over the hump of these injuries that they're going through right now. You know, you see a team like Indiana, I think they were like 2-6 uh, and six in their last eight games. I'm not, I'm, I may be wrong on that, but they've been on a, a, a bit right. of a slump lately. They're certainly on. They're three and seven in their last three ten games. So you're yeah. about right. What you said, yeah. So they're in a in a huge slump right now. I don't know if that has to do with the addition of Andrew Bynum, or you know, has he even played, or is he bringing a bad mojo to the team, bad energy? I don't know. There's a lot of turmoil in that locker room right now, Carlo. Unfortunately, well, Paul the, George, the sexting, you know, that he was doing. Did you hear about that? <laughs> I did. Where he, uh, Paul supposed- George has had some very bizarre <laughs> got, stories got, come what's up. What's it called? Tailfished or what's it called? Uh, Catfish. Catfish. Yeah. Paul George has had a couple times, one of them with Doc Rivers' daughter involved, where he's just had some very embarrassing moments, and he's not backing off of his approach to social media and, and sexual uh, promiscuity. Hey, he's not married, so hey, he do what he wants to do in there, right? But he's dating Doc Rivers' daughter, Carlo. Oh, they're still dating? I don't know about this. I, I haven't talked to her today. Is I don't she know. Hot? I assume she is. I don't yeah, know. We Google a picture. We should Google a picture. I assume she is. But the, the real story, I think, comes down to... This race between the Heat, your Heat, Carlo, and my Pacers. Right now, as it stands, the Pacers are 53 and 24, okay? The Miami Heat are barely ahead of them at 52 and 23. Okay. Barely ahead of them. I got to see who. This is, is going to come okay. down to the wire, my and whoever is, has home court advantage, what we're assuming, or maybe we shouldn't assume this, is that they're both going to meet each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. And. Uh, Andrew Bynum and Roy Hibbert. We know that Roy Hibbert steps up when he plays against a team like Miami. For some reason, he doesn't step up necessarily against anyone else. But when they play Miami, Roy Hibbert steps up. That home court advantage could end what is what the Heat are attempting what? to create as a dynasty. I think it only matters who's number one and number two is if they both meet in the conference championship. And that's what I'm assuming. Because right now, you look at the seven. If you know whoever's number one, they're going to either play uh, Atlanta or New York for the AFC. Right now, New York is making a strong comeback to make the entry to the playoffs. They're just a game behind Atlanta for that last spot. Then, uh, you know, if, Toronto. They, if they get the number two seed, then they'll play Charlotte right now, who has the seventh seed uh, pretty much on, not locked, but they're right there in the seventh spot. 
So I don't think it really matters unless both those teams make it to the conference championship. Honestly. And I, which I think they will, though. You're right. You're right with that, Carlo. It doesn't matter if unless they both make it to the conference championship. The majority of this season, though, it has seemed to be a foregone conclusion that in a watered down Eastern Conference, they will meet in the Eastern yeah, Conference it is Championship break week. I mean, looking at it right now, you got a, a injured play Chicago, Brooklyn Nets old, and the Washington Wizards. Bullets, yeah, I almost said the Wizards. Hey, don't forget about the Wizards. John Wall has these boys playing some ball right now. But I don't think any of those teams can compete with either Indiana or Miami. The Pacers just have five games left, April 16th. Wednesday, April 16th is the last game of the regular season for them. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. Can a team like Toronto maybe beat Indiana or or Name one playoff Toronto. Exactly. No, they can't. They won't. They won't even compete, man. I mean, the record is forty-five and thirty-two. The, the level between Miami and the rest of these teams that we're looking at in the Eastern Conference, man, is a huge gap. Huge gap. I mean, these guys aren't even in the league with Miami or Indiana right now. I mean, obviously, the the Eastern Eastern Conference is the weakest division right now in the NBA. If you turn around, and look at the the Western Conference. It's it's like that every year, though. The Western Conference always has has the toughest uh, road to get to the championship. It, it certainly has been as of late. I'll name one player off Toronto because I just looked. You're right. That's amazing. DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay. DeRozan, Memphis. Was he a Coach Cal product? All he does is put players in the NBA. What they say about uh, Chris Carter, all he does is catch touchdowns. All Coach Cal does is put players in the NBA. Did you say Chris Carter? You know, Chris, yeah, the thing about Chris Carlin, they said he always all he does is catch touchdowns. It's old. I don't know if you know about that. When he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. No, I don't think that's who they originally said it about. You know who I think they originally said it about it was, was Chris, De- Devontae Chris, Parker. No, it was Chris Carter. Devontae Parker. Are you freaking Carlo. serious? Shut the hell up, Kelly. <laughs> hey, I just got a text in from the the Lotus Guns uh, Works text line. I got to get it out before I forget. 314-1450. Chris Kinman said, go catch. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Back, back to the NBA. Shout out to, to Chris Kinman. I mean, we're going to talk about other things. As we do, as I said, we're a multifaceted sports show. If you want to talk about the Cats and their matchup with, I guess, the the other Cinderella of the tournament, if you want to call either of them that, call us. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln, Buzzline 502-384-1450. Do you think Kentucky's going to, you know, just dominate Connecticut? Do you think DeAndre Daniels and Shabazz Napier and and Ryan Boatwright uh, are going to pose a threat to this extremely formidable Kentucky team? Let us know. 384-1450. Huge game national championship tomorrow. Huge game. Huge game. I I didn't want to veer away from the NBA too quickly. Okay. Please Uh, don't. I got to talk about the job that Jason Kidd is doing with the Brooklyn Nets. First year head coach, after even less than a year being removed as a player, struggled Mm -hmm. early in the year and they had a losing record. He's completely turned this ship around. They're selling in the right direction. 42 and 34. He's got them playing together. They're in the playoffs now. I mean, before the All-Star break, we were saying he's going to be fired. I remember saying that at Lab on the Air, that he's going to get fired and he's not going to make it past the All-Star break. I mean, you got to give him credit for the job he's done in Brooklyn. New facility, new jerseys, new colors, pretty much a, a, a new team. You brought in old guys like Kevin Garnett and even bringing in uh, Tyler Boyd's favorite player, Jason Collins. <laughs> You're right. It, it wasn't, at one time, it looked to be a horrible mixture of Jason Kidd coming in with no head coaching experience. And with the spilt cup on the sidelines where they, uh, you know, he... <laughs> that really, yeah, that was bad. But they're, they're coming through as Brooke Lopez has really uh, stepped yeah. forward, averaging 20 points a game, six rebounds. Uh, Joe Johnson, 
great season. Yeah, so he, it's some of these pay him younger, a lot of money. He better. It's about time he started. He's playing basketball. Um, but, and obviously they have those three veterans: Deron Williams, Paul Pierce, and um, Kevin Garnett. It's someone who I think is interesting that is contributing, and I see his name flash across the ESPN ticker frequently is Sean Livingston. You like Kyle Anderson out at UCLA? Well, I, I would argue that Sean Livingston was that type of a player. An Anthony Hardaway, uh, supposedly maybe a second coming of Magic Johnson when Sean Livingston was drafted so high in the NBA draft years ago. Um, and he was supposed to be the next six foot eight point guard who, who comes in or six, however tall he is, um, and, and, and contributes and is a star in the league. He's actually found a home with this Brooklyn Nets team and, and really a, unlikely type of guy to step forward, I think, being that he was born in 85. That makes him, what, about 20, uh, 28 years old. He's now coming into his own, averaging eight points, three rebounds, um, three assists a game. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln bus line. I want to remind our listeners, 502-384-1450. Who do, who do we have on the line with us this morning? Hello? Are you, are you there? Caller, are you there, please? Who, what, can Hink. I have your name, please? It's Hink. Hello? Hink? Hello? Hink, oh God. Hink, are you there? Yes, sir. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's up, Hink, man? Go ahead and set these clowns straight, man. Oh, thank you. Carlos, congratulations on you and our team. Hey, we've been, we've, been saying, we've been saying it all year. I, mean, I know you've been listening. I've been preaching all season that this team had what it takes, man. Go ahead go ahead. let these clowns uh, know, uh, man, what, the, what you think. Man, let me, let me, let me speak here. Friday. I called because I heard my buddy Clown Myers on the radio. I heard that. I was listening. So I had to, I, I, I had to give him a reality check. Lord forgive me for all my sins because I was committed. But you know, I went to I went to church. Just got out of church this morning. Just had communion, had a good service, and and I went in there and I prayed for these haters. I prayed for these little haters, these these haters, haters. Period. I prayed for them. But you know what the, what the good book said. The Lord don't give you what you want. He gives you what you need. So we need these haters, Carlos. Amen. We need these haters to keep us. Preach, brother. Those you know, these haters, they're going to keep us famous. These haters going to keep motivating us. These haters going to keep pushing us. I believe T.I. said it. Mm-hmm. You know, these haters going to motivate These haters going to push us. They're going to do what they do. So haters keep hating. You, you keep hating on me. But Duh. to be the man, Duh. you got to beat the man. Hey. You keep hating on these young boys. These bad five freshmen of 2014. Y'all keep hating them all you want to, but guess what? They're going to hurt your heart. As my man Aaron Big Shot Harris did the other night, he hurt hearts. He's a heart killer. He, he went in there and just literally snatched the heart as his name was Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. He overheard. You know, that type of stuff. That's what he did. He it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit. They thought they had it, baby. But we had, to, we had to remind them who Big Blue was. We had to remind them who, who was the really king of college basketball. John Calipari told us from the beginning. He said, I know everybody's talking about Andrew Harris, but y'all better watch out for that boy, Harry. That's what he said. And then when Aaron lost to South Carolina, he said, we're going to make history. I'm not worried about this team. This team's going to be all right. We are going to make history. And guess what they got to do? That guy spoke it. Now he's living it. So all you little fans out there booing and jumping on the the the, the Badger bandwagon, and now I guess you're going to jump on the Husky bandwagon now. I mean, do what you need to do. T. 
keep hating players because we're going to keep doing what we do. Killing you softly. What's your, pre- what's your predictions for Monday night, uh, uh, Hank? What, what, what are we going to do to UConn? No, you ain't got to ask me a question. I'll beat you. Not Hey, my prediction. My prediction is a W. That's all that matters. It's a W. I don't give if it's one or by five or by twenty-five. As long as we win, dynasty, baby. That's what it's all about. We building them. We making them. Louisville sucks. Later, baby. Okay, there we heard it from Hink. You know, Hink. Uh, you know, I was listening to that show on Friday on my way from. You know, I work in Frankfurt, so I travel back and forth. And I heard Hank call in, and I had to call in, especially when Rashawn picked freaking Wisconsin to win. I mean, Rashawn Myers, I mean, come on, man. I, I know you love Louisville, but, I mean, just, 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 you can't jock them that much, man. Come on. Show UK some love, Rashawn. And you, I know you're listening right now. Call in because you were wrong yet again for the umpteenth time this season. Rashawn Myers is the biggest UK hater, man. And he just needs to give us his props, give Coach Cal his props. He's coach of the year, the greatest coach that we've seen in the last 20 years. Would you say that, Kelly Patrick? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it, if they Nobody's win, done what yeah. he's done. Yeah. Nobody's done this before. This is unprecedented. This is history-making, right? Groundbreaking. Coach K has won four titles. It took Coach him a lo- K is overrated, man. That is a dumb statement. He's lost that, five times. When's the last time Coach Cal lost five times in the first round? Never lost the first round. If you think Coach Cal, I'm sorry, Coach K Coach is K- overrated. Coach K I, has I, been we, in the right place I'll at the right time. I'll put my foot down right there and say that is an ignorant statement. He's been at the right place at the right time. Don't get me wrong. He has some good early Duke teams. Name two players. I'm not even going to Name two this. players off the last championship team they had, Kelly. Name two players off the Duke team. Smith and, and uh, Bum. No one Smith's a bum? Bum. It doesn't matter who you can name. The fact that the it's fact tr- is that you Co- don't know. The fact that you may struggle to name someone off that team. He's even more of a testament to the greatness that is Coach K. No, I disagree. Why not? He won a title. He won a title. You know, if you if you hey, he won four titles. He won. You know, I don't take that away from him. But it's about being at the right place at the right time. In the last twenty Coach, years, your Coach question, K. you may be right though. In the last twenty Chris years, Chris Layton to hit that shot. Billy we Donovan talk about him. Billy right Donovan now. won back to back titles. Is that more impressive than when winning titles in one year and then going to the NIT and getting knocked out in the first round and winning the next year? I don't know. We'll see. Why you keep throwing it like you act like Patino never took Louisville to the uh, the NIT? I if know, a bear hadn't lost his underwear in the woods, <laughs> then he'd be a human. Coach Cal deserves all the credit he's getting right now. He has a, a five year tenure. Is he the best the, coach in the uh, college basketball today? Yeah, he, says, he is. Yes, he is. He's the best coach. Yes. Okay. Win, lose, or draw tomorrow. He's the best coach. I know it won't be a draw, but. Yeah, it probably is, yeah. I, I hate to say it, but... Call in. Am I silly for being a Louisville fan and saying that? 502-384-1450. Barkley thinks it's horrible. What do you think, my Louisville uh, brothers and sisters out there? I mean, how can you make an argument against it? He's been here five years. He's made a, an Elite Eight with John Wall and, and DeMarcus Cousins. He's made a final four with uh with with Terrence Jones and, and what was it, Brandon Knight? He's won a national championship with Michael Kidd Gilchrist and Anthony Davis. And now he's probably getting ready to win another national championship with an entirely different cast. I mean, we, I mean, this American conference, man, there's no way in hell we're gonna give him the benefit the benefit of winning tomorrow night. No way. 
You've been hating on. I mean, you brought that up. Any any conference you, you, that's decided on a coin flip is a joke. Earlier, earlier in the season, multiple times you said Connecticut's horrible. They are. Well, they were. I mean, they. I mean, if, my, my man John Renshaw says it the best. So I won't even attempt to to uh, duplicate his description and the way that he. I don't care what the score so, says at the end of the game. So eloquently like puts it into words. But college basketball is like life. You have ups. You have downs. Kentucky sure had some low points this year. They made it back up. And, I mean, what? how much more, how much sweeter is it for you, Carlo, as a Kentucky fan, knowing how low the Kentucky program was? I mean, just a, just a month ago, things looked very poor. I would, I would have predicted a month ago that Coach Cal was just gaining weight and he was going to have a heart attack. Things looked really bad for Coach Cal about a month ago. I don't think so. How? I don't think so. And I, and I, I mean, I was saying on the show a couple of weeks ago that this is a learning process for these kids. They're gelling. Every week I said they're moving closer and closer. You to don't the admit that goal. a month ago it, things were I, did pretty I say bad. that a month ago? No, I said they're I said they're learning and they're they're gelling. They're about to, they're moving closer and closer to the ultimate goal. They're almost there. Every week that from since the season started, I've been saying that this team is putting it together. They're almost there. I can well, you, see it. You, I saw it on the court. Carlo, you it say just that had to come regardless. And go. You'll say that. No, I wouldn't. You were last saying that year. Last... I was realistic about it. I was realistic about the NIT team. I wasn't hosting a show with you at that time. You, you weren't, but I was realistic about it. I, was I need on, someone uh, to call in and be a testament for you on that. I have Rashawn Myers calling. Hey, Lama. Hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Carlo. All right. I'll take your word for it. You, you Last year, you were realistic, and you didn't think Kentucky was going to go all the way, and you did this year. Hat goes off. I admitted Coach Cal is the best coach in college basketball right now, Carlo. What the hell else do you want from me? Well, I mean, you want me to give you my jacket? Should I just start giving you cash? I want to I hear, mean, hear Ashley I, say it next. That's <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck with that. I want to hear Ashley say that Coach Cal is the greatest coach right now in college basketball. 502 384 1450 is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. Give us a call. Are you looking forward to this game tomorrow? Even if you're a Louisville fan, we haven't gotten a call from a Louisville fan yet today. Actually, Brian's a Louisville fan. How would we? <laughs> we did get one, Brian, from Brian. I'm here, Carlo. Brian's converted. You He's know, not converted. Brian has humbled himself and called in to say that Coach Cal is the greatest. He said UK is the greatest. He's rooting for Kentucky tomorrow. We've converted Brian over. I'm not converted. I'm still a Louisville fan and proud. Um, but to deny, I, I like to try to avoid sounding like an idiot. To deny what Coach Cal is doing right now. Right, Todd? To deny what Coach Cal is doing right now would simply make you sound ignorant. I mean, Todd, you're shaking your head. I mean. That's true. What, what he's doing is five years in. Can't what touch he, it. What has he done? Can't sure, touch it. Sure, he flamed out in the NIT last year. Sure. It looks like he's going to have won two titles in five years with an entirely revolving door of players. This is amazing. And there's not a fan base that, that gets more excited about it in the world you know, than UK basketball fans. I mean, this is this state is getting ready to be crazy tomorrow. The greatness that is, in the words of Al Davis, the greatness that is the University of Kentucky. He, he would say the greatness that is the Raiders. We need that sound bite, by the way. We need an Al Davis sound bite. The greatness that is the Raiders. Yeah. The thing about it is, you know, Everybody even uh, – I'm just going back to last night, and there I am being the pessimistic UK fan of The my. person who wouldn't stop the fight with 15 seconds no, left in the game. No, sir, I could see it. 
And that's so how you, that's, that's you know, why I love Ty because hey, when it comes down to taking care of business in the fight game, he nothing hey, can divert our attention off that. It was all secondary. Yep. So, but think about this. I want to give y'all food for thought. Everybody and their brother, everybody said yesterday that UConn didn't have a chance. That Florida was a champ. Yeah. You might as well hand the trophy. And now we're saying, oh, Kentucky's going to get number nine. And you know, I'm a I'm loyal UK fan, but you cannot overlook. UConn. No, you and, cannot. And They've you know. got guys stepping up. As Brian pointed out, uh, their big guys are stepping up. DeAndre Daniels, who, mind you, UK fans, was at one point a UK target. Not to say they, they didn't whiff on him, but he was... He didn't have what it took. He was... Con- well, he had 20... Well, he didn't have what it takes. Uh, <laughs> apparently he does. He dropped 20 points yesterday, Carlo. It was against who? It wasn't against Kentucky. It was against the number one team in the country in Florida, who's beat Kentucky, Kentucky three times. Hey, a broken clock is right twice a day, Kelly. All right, Carlo. And in our case, it was three times. <laughs> well, it, but, it, hey, it's, you it's, know, but what we're going to have to do tomorrow night, the one thing Kentucky has to do well is guard the perimeter, something they haven't done very well. And I guess we'll, take a, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the Weekend Sports Buzz. From the dope spot with the smoke block, pinging the murder scene. You know me well from nightmares of a lonely cell. My only hell was since when y'all know me to fail. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I am Kelly Patrick alongside Carlo Kellum. Todd Neal running the boards for us. Our producer extraordinaire, as always. A lot to talk about today. Obviously, the Kentucky win last night. Once again, continuing their seemingly magical run to the national championship in an attempt to get banner number nine for the Big Blue faithful. Um, we can talk about my Cincinnati Reds. Todd and I are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans. The, the Reds play today at 1.10 p.m. As Alfredo Simon, who appears to be someone, according to his, his physical stature and the way he looks, who does not have what it takes, in my opinion, to be a starter, he is taking the mound, and he's going to start against the Mets. Reds are 1-4 and four thus far. A win today would be important still very early in the season, 162-game season. Um, you know, get, getting too caught up in any one, uh, any one winning streak or losing streak throughout that season is never a smart thing to do, but it, it doesn't feel good right now. Billy Hamilton looks like he sucks, looks like he needs to be demoted. They're wow. not playing well right now. We'll hey, see. I got a report that Dusty uh, Baker is going through some uh, I depression saw right now. He's going now. through some depression. Seeing prayers out to Dusty Baker, man. He's I know one of the stand-up guys in uh, Major League Baseball is going through some stuff right now. So I'm everybody, completely uh, fine yeah. with that. Um, Hope he gets through it. Yeah. Good luck from the weekend sports buzz to Dusty Baker. I've always liked Dusty. I don't mind that they let him go. I like the aggressive move by Jockety. I hope that Brian Price and this team can right the ship and – and, and surprise some people this year. We will see. That's yet to be determined. One ten p.m. today, Fox Sports Ohio, Alfredo Simon takes the mound. The 2013, I'm sorry, not the 2013. Today, Right now it's 2014. The 2014 Bluegrass Golf Tour card is available at shop21live.com. It will get you 18 holes of golf at eight fantastic golf courses, including Indian Springs, Maywood, the Bull in Lexington, and three other beautiful Kentucky courses. This card includes both greens, fees, and a cart. You also get gift certificates to two other courses in Indiana. Fuzzy Zeller's Champions Point and Covered Bridge for green fees only. 
All in all, it's a huge deal that retails for over $500, but you can have it now for only $99. That's over 80% off retail. Go to Shop21Live.com or call 502-964-2121. We had a lot of success last year with that golf card, Bluegrass Golf Tour card, and they are flying Shoot, you know, flying yeah. off the rack this Man, year. you got to get in before we run out of them. <laughs> A little Caddyshack there. A lot of Caddyshack references today, Todd. Do you have specific motivation? Is it because it's the Masters? Very relevant drops there because today, Carlo, you and I don't devote much time to the, the sport of golf. I'm yeah, not we, much of a golfer. Yeah, we did a little bit of that on the Wednesday show. I um, heard that. Yeah, we uh, kind of broke down the Masters. You know, no no Tiger Woods this year. So who is the favorite to win it this year? I mean, does pe- do people even know who's in it? Who, who are the really. list of the candidates? Adam Scott, you know, the, I guess. The guy from Australia won last year. Uh, I know Bubba Watson is going to be in it. I know this is one of Carolina Steve's favorite. But the Masters, you know, what? who are the favorites this year? Who are some of the names that could possibly uh, pull it out and, and uh, be the new Tiger Woods? Todd? Start a new legacy. Todd, who who are they? You, you, you know, right? Hey, it's an empty shell right now. I like Bubba Watson, but, you know, uh, I tell you, a lot of the golfers have come from the University of Georgia. For some reason, uh, Bubba Watson and uh, someone else, I can't escape me, but it seems like Georgia's the hotbed, like like UK is the hotbed for the NBA. Georgia seems to be the uh, hotbed for the PGA. Interesting. What, what about I, I Adam Scott? I mean, can he is, he is he back in it this year? I don't know, but he won it last year, the, guy, the kid from Australia. Young guy on the up and up. You know, is he going to be back this year for the uh, Masters? He's only 33 years old. It's, it's coming to America this year. So he's only 33 years old. Is he going to be the guy that pulls it out again? Can he repeat? No. No? Right. no. But nobody thought he would do it last year. Well, I think with the Masters, you don't know who could win. I think even when Phil Mickelson won it for the first time, everybody was surprised about it. And he, since then, he's won three. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I am, I am the biggest non-fan of Phil Mickelson there is. He won three right. Masters, I right? cannot. I, I like um, Carlo hates you, Bill. I hate <laughs> No, I Phil only Mickelson. hate Duke. I just dislike Louisville. Well, I hate Duke and I hate Phil Mickelson. Same thing. <laughs> I just think he is—he's one of the most overrated. Okay, how many majors has he won? But he's won he's three. Won like three. He's three. won three okay. Masters. Okay. Masters, but everybody, right? everybody puts him out there to be the Golden Bear. I mean, dude, how many does Tiger he can't have? Putt. Thirteen. You know what? Though? He's uh, not. He's not going to carry. You're right. Tiger, he's not going to carry Nicholas's jock. He'll never. He'll never pass Nicholas. If you win three Masters, I mean, that's. I mean, Phil won three. I mean, you can't really knock him for that. I, I mean, am. He's not. I mean, uh, one can be a fluke. If he was as good as he thought Bubba he was. But Watson only won one. That could be considered a fluke one-time victory. Phil won three. In the words of Dennis Green, if he was as good as he thought he would, he won one more than three majors. <laughs> Come on. How many Zam Scott won? One. He's won one. Okay. That's still. It's impressive. It, but it, it's not. It's not. It does not warrant you to be in the same conversation as much so as Phil Mickelson has been associated and even at times considered a, a rival to Tiger Woods, who, keep in mind, has 12. Not even close. Majors. Not in the, But the Masters, Mickelson, is like, Masters is like the Mecca champion, the Mecca tournament for, for, it, for golf. It, it is, is but, I mean, but Woods and Mickelson, you know, that's the only rivalry there was. It used to be Trevino. You, you guys are too young. Trevor, uh, you're talking about, uh, Trevino and Nicholas. I know Trevino. Trevino he's, he's, he's and in Happy Palmer. Gilmore. I know Trevino. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. So was Bob Barker. 
Oh, uh, what was he in? I can't remember. All right, I'm looking down the list but, here of all time. Is is okay. ma- is majors the way that we evaluate how great a golfer well, is? I mean, is it that cut and dry? Uh, it's an individual it. sport. Exactly, but think about it. Most, uh, if you win a championship, that's how you're evaluated. Correct. I mean, a major championship. On a team sport. If you win, let me ask you. On a team sport, it's different. I think that golf is, you can make an argument that yes, majors is, should be how you're evaluated. You can say Dan Marino is the greatest quarterback ever. He never won a Super Bowl. But in golf, being an individual sport, I'd say there's a lot of credence toward the 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 approach to say that however many majors you won is re- reflective of how great you are uh, or you were. Well, I agree. Let's talk about tennis for a minute. If you won the Cincinnati Open tennis, does that make you as good as a guy who won Wimbledon? It's no. not a major. No. Exactly, you just said Wimbledon it. It's is not a, a major. It's not a major. So with golf, if you're going to use the same ruler and the same measurement. Then major should be the the all time ruler, correct? I'm fine with that. Now right. I'm looking down the all time leader of of major wins. Obviously, everybody knows the two guys at the top: Golden Bear, Golden Bear, Jack Nicholas with 18. Woods. Number two is Tiger Woods with right. 14. Who's next? Walter Hagen with 11. Who's next? Ben Hogan with nine. At four. Gary Player with nine. That's five. Tom Watson, who won? Didn't he win one not so long not ago? Not so long ago. Tom Watson with eight. That's six. Gene Sarazen with seven. That's seven. Arnold Palmer with seven. That's eight. Sam Snead with seven. That's nine. Bobby Jones with seven. That's ten. Harry Varden <laughs> with seven. <laughs> if you haven't won as many as Harry Varden, come on, man. He Until died. I, he, 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 his winning span ended in 1914. And then, number so those were a bunch of people tied at seven. Um, now, Next is none other than Lee Trevino with six. Twelve. Tied with Nick Falgo, Faldo for six. Thirteen. Then you got number 14, Phil Mickelson. Oh, wow. That's a, a fair argument. So do you dis, You said you, do you dislike Phil Mickelson primarily because of that? Or uh, do you also dislike some of his, the way he's handled some things? I, I, like, I dislike the way he's handled some things. Okay. I think in the last few years he's gotten a little more humble. But he's always thought he was better than what he was. And I do not like the way the media... You can tell I'm passionate about this, right? You, I, I, right. I, I struck a chord with you, Todd. I like right. it. That passion right. is what drives ratings. I don't... And the media has to have something to drive ratings. So it's always been Phil and Tiger. Or just like Tim Phil Tebow. Phil and Tiger. He's somewhat exactly. like Tim Tebow. It's manufactured. Although the guy's Phil not did, that great. Although Phil did win three majors, that's, you know, that is significant. And they're all Masters victories, by the way. That's true. He didn't win the U.S. Open. He didn't win the British. Well, he didn't win the PGA. Um, you know, he, he, he's he got a great deal with Celebrex or whatever the but look at this. It's been almost 10 years since Tigers won the Masters. Phil Mickelson has actually won, won five. Phil Mickelson has actually won five majors. I'm oh, sorry. three. I thought that he had three. We had won three Masters. But still, the only major that has eluded Phil Mickelson is the U.S. Open. Okay. Uh, he's one of 15 golfers in the history of the sport to win at least three of the four professional majors. Well, I mean, I, I it's interesting. Yeah, it so my question though is this, Carlo, you and I are somewhat cornering in the state of Kentucky and we're attempting to corner the market for crossover appeal from the general sports realm, which we talk about here every Sunday from 10 until noon and bringing that into the masses over to the MMA realm. Right, Carlo? Yes, sir. Now, is there a carryover appeal to golf 
without Tiger Woods. No, nobody's going to care about the Masters because Tiger, even though he hasn't won since 2005, people still care about Tiger I Woods. I agree and the with Masters. you. I don't think I that, agree. And it's been almost ten. It's almost been a freaking decade since he's won it. George Bush was in uh, was in the White House. Wow, think about that. Since then, we've had Phil Mickelson, Zach Johnson, Trevor Immelman, Angel Cabrera, Phil Mickelson again, Charles Schwartzel, Bubba Watson, and last year's Adam Scott. That's been the list of winners since the last time the okay. Tiger has won the now, Masters. Now, how many of those guys does the media make relevant? Phil Mickelson. Exactly. Why not El Guapo? He has a great story. His wife had cancer. He's a lefty. He's he, a lefty. He, I'm Todd, yeah. don't, don't you remember the story about how he learned his left-handed golf swing by, by mimicking his right-handed father, Todd? Doesn't that bring a tear to your eye, Todd? <laughs> Yeah, makes me wish I was ambidextrous or something like <laughs> he that. Has a, he has a great story. But that's what the, that's what the media a, looks for. So is El Guapo. The guy <laughs> smokes on the about links. Three, about the three amigos? No, El, the Angel inf- Cabrera. The infamous Easy. El Guapo. Well, you're not a golf fan, Carlo, uh, but I think about El, the three Guapo, <laughs> El Guapo actually used to smoke on the links. He'd smoke a cigarette between shots while this guy was out there. I mean, that's a story. Come on. Phil's not a story. I'm sorry. Ernie yeah, Els has four. He most Can recently we, won in 2012. And Ernie Els is not a story because he was in. he's from South Africa. Okay. And then you got what happened to David Duvall. David Duvall was the media darling forever. Signed a big contract with Nike. And what happened to him? Um, uh, where's he at? He fell off. He, he wasn't he that did. good. I mean, he, he wasn't that great. My favorite. He's is playing the- slots with John Daly right now. That's what he's doing. <laughs> I would rather be doing that than out playing golf. Uh, I, really, I would too. <laughs> I'd rather be doing that now if I was with John I Daly. I would rather be doing that in, all night last night. Well, my favorite was the 1979 winner, Fuzzy Zeller. It's my favorite all time. Why is that? I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to say, what? I was going to say, you need to explain yourself. Uh, I think we're in a court here. I don't like fried chicken, by the way, so. <laughs> no, I, we have eaten out several times, and you do shy away from pork and fried foods. Yeah, it's bad for your health. Correct. That's why you look, you're the physical specimen Kelly, you last are. Night, uh, Carlo, I, I'd hate to say it, it was but grilled, last night was, I, Kelly, I witnessed there's, it. There's a difference between fried chicken and grilled chicken, Kelly. Those are a big difference. Okay. Colonel Sanders. I don't want to take that stance on the radio, but <laughs> I did see Carlo eating chicken last night. Really? Yes. Wow. I am I am shocked. It was grilled chicken, Todd. Was I don't eat fried foods. Oh. Okay. I'm it on was, a popcorn. Cake. It was grilled. Okay. And it was wow. it was darn good. Shout out to I love chicken. I sh- eat chicken almost every day. Shout out to that uh that barbecue stand that was on the corner of Hurstmore in front of uh that uh Magolian Grill, I think. So yeah, those guys could throw down whoever they are. We've got our, our fix in for, for Masters talk today, I think. Do any of our listeners want to chime in? Have any predictions as far as someone who can revitalize the sport? It doesn't appear Tiger Woods is going to uh, keep doing it. Although he has a lot of time. We, we know that Jack Nicholas famously won his last Masters, I think, at the age of 46. Is that right, Carlo? I know you You and Brandon on Out of Bounds on Wednesday were talking about this very I thing. I think so. You know, he has six Masters under his belt. So. Was he 46 or 48? I can't remember. I, I would like to know... What uh, the truth thinks about the Masters. Or next next week, let's have Hink call in. I want to know what those guys think about the Masters. They talk, you know, basketball mostly. Let's get some uh, really talking about some sports here. What do you think? Maybe Ashley could come in. Cricket. Yeah, Ashley's under contract negotiations again. Uh, you know, yeah. we, got, we, we got to pay her weekly. 
you know, so. Yeah, W-E-A-K-L-E-Y. <laughs> <laughs> What's that talk? So what happens with Ashley is every week, her ratings for Ashley's Loco Cinco, they, they just go up. Somehow they exponentially are growing so much that her agent advises her each week. You need to hold out for a new contract. Week to week contract. We, we lock her, <laughs> I'm going to get her agent, I think. For, 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 we lock her up for a multiple year contract, and the, the ratings just skyrocket through that 11 o'clock hour so much that her agent says, you know, scratch that whole thing. We need a new contract. And this is turning into a weekly basis. I, I like it when Hink calls in, especially right about the time she's doing her local Cinco. It's, it's, it's real. You think Hink is trying to derail the local Cinco hour and calling at the same time? I want to say to our millions of listeners out there that, you know, this is the highlight of your radio week. When you hear Hink call in with Ashley Danielle at her local Cinco. Now, am I not? It's I mean, entertaining. Yes. It's he so hates hard. it. Hink hates right. Ashley's local Cinco. And he hates you, Kelly. Hink hates me. <laughs> Hink hates me. As much as I hate Mickelson, no. But he has a strong dislike. The Masters today, national championship tomorrow in Texas. NBA playoffs right around the corner, just about a week left in the regular season. Will the Miami Heat be able to three-peat? And Something go that no one has done since the Los Angeles Lakers with Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. You're right. I was going to say the Bulls, but you're, they did three. They did one three-peat. And they almost four-peat. They lost to Detroit in the finals. with Carl uh, Malone and Gary Payton. I yeah, think, yeah, yep, right. Yep. That's when they lost to uh, Rip Hamilton, and uh, when uh, my man uh, with a uh, back with Detroit right now, Rasheed Wallace, Chauncey oh, Billups, Chauncey Billups, yeah, when he big was shot point, yeah, yeah, he won the MVP of the finals. Yeah, it was, it was. Hey, nobody expected them to win that year. You know who drafted Chauncey Billups into the NBA? Yes, I do. It was Rick Pitino, Boston Celtics, baby. I know. Yeah. I know. You know what, what college he went to? Uh, he went to. I want to say Wake Forest, no? Colorado. Colorado, yeah. I like that game. Speaking of Wake Forest, Danny right. Manny. You're a good call. Went, went from Tulsa, the new head coach of Wake Forest. If you don't know, no, he's actually from that area. He was uh, his junior year in high school. His father, surprisingly, got a job in Kansas. So he moved to Kansas and ended up becoming a Jayhawk. Kansas has but, done that a lot. <laughs> but he's from that area, so he does have some hometown ties to the Wake Forest area. I don't know if that's a good job for him to take. You know, he did a good job at Tulsa. You go somewhere like do, Wake Forest. He didn't do that great at Tulsa. He did good enough. To, yeah, he did a pretty barely a above five. Like, a team like Tulsa that was like in the burners when he took over. Guys like Danny job. Manning and Steve Alford, they get these big promotions, but he and they didn't really even do that much at their previous job, right? Steve Lavin. We do, I don't consider Steve Wake, I don't consider Wake Forest example. a big promotion. I have Lavin's a good example. Actually, I think he may have hurt his chances if he doesn't do a job at Wake Forest. So he's like a, a leading candidate for the cancer job if it ever ever becomes open if Bill Self leaves. Would you, he's the next guy in line for that job. Let me ask you this, Carlo. Where could Bill Self go? NBA. That's the only place uh, for him to go. And you would you would like for him to go to the NBA? I think Bill Self is a good coach. He did something Roy Williams couldn't do. He won a championship at Kansas. Roy couldn't do that. He abandoned the Kansas Jayhawks and had to go to North Carolina and win a championship. It's his alma mater. And Bill Self came in and won one for them. That's true. That's true. You got me there. I'll give you that. That's something that Roy could even get done. You know who he beat in the finals? Cal. Cal, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No. There's no shame in that. Uh, uh, what There's happened, no shame what, in moving What, what happened a year ago? Didn't we get revenge on that? Did. You didn't did. we? Didn't we get revenge? All right, he beat Memphis. He didn't beat UK. I was just kidding. There's no shame in losing. There's a, the a big difference between Memphis and UK. Okay, I'd say a little bit. I'm gonna bring up some different guys if you don't mind. Throw it digress. at us. Throw it at us, Todd. This week there was a discussion between myself and some friends 
of how good a coach, I mean, is Rick Pitino. Now, even last night it was brought up. Somebody said, well, Rick, his, his, uh, where he showed, you know, he's a, he's a great coach. He's a great coach, but is he good in the clutch? And I want, and it goes back to the 92 Duke game. You know, Danny, uh, what is his name? Uh, geez. For Duke? Yeah. Leitner. Leitner. He hadn't missed a shot all day. And you don't defend him? I mean, I watched the last few seconds of that game last night, and UK was pressing, pressing Wisconsin to get the ball, just challenge him to even well, get the ball you, uh, down in five seconds. If you so, watch that closely, I watched it and I put my timer on. The time clock guy was off. The ball, when it got out of his hands, there was no time on the clock. There should have been any time on the clock, but I'm not going to go there. Okay. I, I've timed that with my stopwatch a million times, trust me. Once and again, the, and the time clocker was a second off for hitting the button to start the clock for that uh, for that inbound. Guys, play. I've went out and I've said that Cal is the best coach in college basketball today. Okay, are you guys now really going to pile on and say Coach Rick Pitino is not a good coach? Is that really no, 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 no. where this is headed, Carlo Todd? I did not say I he was. A, I did not just, say you're, you're he was not answer. a good coach. He. I, I, what I'm saying is he's not the god that everybody has made him out to be. Once again. Uh, it's maybe Phil Mickelson, okay? Uh, He's the only coach to win a title at two schools. So he's won two. How many John Wooden win? 11, right? Yeah. Okay. How many? How many uh, in a different era where he had, I mean, there was only eight schools who cared about basketball. If it wasn't for Derrick Rose, Cal would have two or two different schools. Free throws win games. They wouldn't have made it to that damn game if it wasn't for Derrick Rose, Carlo. Free throws win games. It, that's that's very true. It used to be rebounds of defense. Uh, free throws one. win games. They would have not made it to that game if it wasn't for Derek Rebound, Rose. Uh, Derrick I mean, Rose won the MVP of the NBA. He's a next. Coach Rick Pitino, if I, I, I couldn't choose another coach that I'd rather Once lead again, my, my, my Louisville team. Cal Perry, Look at what he does. I would guys. rather have Rick Pitino lead my cards. Wow. I want somebody to call in and tell us. Put this put straight. Somebody, Kelly is... Two down, two to one today. We need somebody to call in and help Kelly out. Is Rick Patino? Is he still Rick? Could, you're out there. We know you listen. Call and defend yourself. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. You know the the cards did lose to Kentucky. Coach Cal in head to head matchups against Rick while the two are respectively at U of L and UK. Cal's winning seven to one. How does that reflect on Rick Pitino as a coach? He's owned by his own his former too. That's what you get for going to the, the dark side. You know, you go from being a Jedi to being on the dark side, the losing team. I don't think there's any question about it in my mind. Rick Pitino knows what the hell he's doing. He's bringing in length next year. Come in, on, in Kelly. The, you guys are going to suffer next year. Are you serious? You're losing everybody. We don't even know if we're losing Montrez Harrell well, you yet, know what? You, got, you do got a Juco player that's pretty interesting, I heard, that's coming aboard. Uh, I, th- I think his last name is Lee. Rashawn Myers, I know you know all the, the recruits you guys got going all the way back to the 8th grade or 7th grade for U of L right now. There's some different but things in the air They got right a now. Juco guy coming in that's supposed to be real good. You know, there's been waves or rumors that depending on how obviously, I mean, it's a whole chain of events. Marcus Lee goes pro, maybe Montrez Harrell stays. We don't know. They may not be related. But if Montrez Harrell goes, there's been He better go this year. He better go. According to you. Because ACC next year, he's not going to perform. That is. Different competition. I really Different feel level like competition right of American. Can I cuss, Todd? Different competition sure. of an American. He's not going to perform well. You saw what he did <laughs> against North Carolina. Blade. 
What did he do against North Carolina this year? He he didn't show up early in the season, Carlo. I think the ACC he, this year was pathetic. I mean, look at them. Come on, look at Virginia. Are you serious? Uh, who did Florida lose? State? Who did Virginia lose to? They lost in the tournament. They made to? It. Florida State was NIT. Uh yeah. <laughs> and Duke went out first round. Did they beat Duke? Florida State beat Duke. Florida State went out first round. Virginia won what two games and got put out. The Brian Parker was My, he the big hype? What I was getting to was this: if Montrezl Harrell goes, there's rumors that one Rakeem Buckles may transfer back as a fifth year senior and suit up for this Louisville Cardinals team. I personally would not mind to see that. I don't think he's a necessarily a, a game changer. Certainly won't replace the length and shot-blocking ability and the, the high field goal percentage that Montrez Harrell brings to the table. But he knows the system. When healthy, he's a very athletic. I'd say he's almost more of a three than a four. I wouldn't mind seeing him come come back. As much as I um, I hate to say this, I like to say Rashawn call. Rashawn, are you out there listening? 502-384-1450. Let us know. I do have. Is another, Rick washed up? Because that's what these these boneheads are suggesting. I have another text from Little's Guns Works text line. And this is from my previous conversation, but I have to announce it because it was texted in. But our man Chris Kenman says that Les, Lee Westwood will win the Masters this year. Okay, so, wow, that's a good. That that's there. a good Chris pick. Kinnaman. It's a good, good pick. pick. Chris Kenman. Chris. Once again, Lotus like Guns Works text line four one four fourteen fifty. We appreciate your feedback. Um, the Masters is today, Carlo. Neither you or I. Appear to be big golf people. I'm more interested when Tiger's in it. Have you ever sat there and watched a full afternoon of golf? Heck no. Yeah. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> I've tried. I have before. Answer that question made me yawn. I've tried before. I've enjoyed some. It can be cool, but it's really only cool if Tiger's in it. You know, I wish we had our golf expert. He used to come on right after us. Though. Yeah, the, the weekend. He could have joined us like the last few minutes to break that down. He was great at that. I miss those guys. But with that being said, we're going to go to the quick commercial break. Kelly Patrick, Carlo Kellum, The Weekend Sports Bus. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. And welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Kelly Patrick, Carlo Kelly. Yeah, the UK Wildcats are ice cold, baby. Ice cold. Big game tomorrow, man. I can't wait. We've been talking about a lot of UK basketball. Somehow, I don't know how, University of Louisville has came into the conversation, which they're not relevant. But Kelly Patrick and, and people seem to keep them relevant regardless. They're trying to steal away the shine, steal away the shine from the University of Kentucky. But we're not, we're not going to let it happen, right, Kelly? Kelly Patrick's on record saying that Coach Cal is the greatest coach in, in college basketball ever. <laughs> I didn't say ever. Coach K is. It's want to tell you that. It's <laughs> Carlo. Because in the modern era, Coach K has won four titles. And if you can't name any players off of his team. That's no, even, I said off the last team. Off his last team. That's even more of a testament to his coaching job. If you win four titles, there's no luck involved. Tomorrow, 9, 10 p.m. on CBS, number eight seed, Kentucky, regular season record, a 29, or overall record, 29 and 10, 12 and 6 in the SEC, will take on the seven seed, Connecticut, led by Kevin Ollie, second year coach, 31 and 8, overall record, 12 and 6 in the AAC. 
Three of those losses come into the Louisville Cardinals. How sought out would Kevin Ollie be after this season by other teams? Uh, is there a bigger team that he can play for other than UConn? Or maybe an NBA team may show interest. He does, you know, former NBA player. He does know the game on the next level. Very interesting question with many different dynamics that can be taken from that. And why I say that is if, if Connecticut were to have lost in the first round, I wouldn't have been too surprised if, if Kevin Ollie was on the hot seat. Hell, Jim Calhoun has made some comments lately to suggest that he would be interested in maybe returning to coaching, maybe even go to Boston College. But you get hot in in March, all sins are forgiven. I'll compare this to another three. All right. I'll compare what Kevin Ollie has done as the predecessor to Jim Calhoun. Jim Calhoun won three titles. I'll compare... What Kevin Ollie has done by making it to the national championship game to what Mike Davis did. Good point. Very good. Wild Very predecessor good to Bobby Knight. Very good person. Bobby Knight won yeah. three titles. Mike Davis comes in, gets hot, right time, makes it to the championship game, loses, out of a job shortly thereafter. I thought he got a bum deal there. I mean, that was a hell of a coaching job he did. And he lost to who? The Duke Blue Devils and Jason Williams. Where is Mike Davis today? Great. Well, he was at UAB for a while and then got fired from there. I don't know. That's a good it, question. It's pretty tough to get fired from UAB. Come yeah. on, Carlo. I think he had a bum. I think he got a bum deal. If I he mean, got a bum deal, why is he getting fired from UAB? I mean, he took you Indiana know. to a national championship. That's. I mean, that's something to be said. I mean, maybe Andy, you'll be Tulsa. Maybe there's a job voting <laughs> there. He's currently the head coach at Texas Southern University, so he has a job. Probably making a couple hundred thousand a down year. Down there in, in Jerry's Jerry's world. Down Texas there in, uh, in uh, that's not too far from Dallas, right? Or that is in Dallas, isn't it? Let's see. I don't know. We'll find out. We're it's relevant. Let's no, put that way. SMU is in. No, well, I thought it's t- located in Houston. It's in Houston. Texas okay. Southern is. All right. All right. It's a historically black university. Oh, he's at HBCU. He is. That's something me and Brandon can talk about on Wednesday. Texas Southern is even secondary to Houston. Come on. I mean that. Uh, Carl. Wow, he went to HBCU. Carlo. Houston. So hold on. He got. Right, no, he I, got blackballed out of the NCAA. I guess. He didn't perform, though, Carlo. He took a team to the championship, and then it's the Indiana Hoosiers. What do you mean he didn't perform? Do you do it with Bobby Knight's players? Let's look at the- <laughs> they always say that about Tubby. Yeah. You know, and you know what? Too. It doesn't matter what play, whose players it is. You still have to coach a team and get them there. It's Tubby, just, I, Tubby I'm, I, I'm not one of those Kentucky fans that say it was, it was Rick's team. It was Tubby's team. Tubby's son was running the point guard. Enough said. No, nah, whatever. Here's what Mike I Davis, would disagree with you on that. His son was running the point guard. You input. I mean, Saul Smith running the point guard for that team. That's Tubby's <laughs> team. Let me tell you, Kelly Patrick could have run point guard for that team. They knew each Kelly other. Kelly Patrick can't run point guard for the Louisville Phillies. Uh, well, maybe Ashley Danielle could. Then anyway, that team knew itself inside out. It was. That was a well machine as ever. Been. You, you say Mike Davis got a raw deal while, while at IU, all right? He went to the finals in two, the, during the 2001-2002 season. The next year, he made it to the NCAA second round. The year after that, didn't even make it to the NIT. Recruiting. His recruits. Give him a chance to rebuild. His recruits. Give him right. a chance the, to rebuild. The next year, he was eliminated in the first round of the NIT. His recruits. The year after that, he did make it back to the NCAA second round, but then he was fired. You want to go down his, his list of accomplishments um, while at UAB? Because, I mean, I miss UAB. Now, I've got, to, I've got three to... NIT appearances. 
I mean, he he, he, I, didn't, he didn't do anything at UAB. I've got a which fair is a question. Tough, which it's an uphill battle right. at UAB. I've got a fair question. Okay. And this is a good one for Truth. Truth, if you're hearing, if you're listening, call in. What about Tom Crean? What has he done compared to Mike Davis? Yet Tom Crean's kept his job. There's no he, talk. He, no, he lost a lot of people. He lost Zeller and... Uh, but did they win? Did they even get to the? Did I mean, they even get players. to the championship game? Tom Crean deserves to be fired. There's no question. Uh, he deserves one more year. One more year. Really? Rebuilding year for him, guys. You want me to tie our whole conversation here together? I know it's not UK related. Kelvin Sampson was the coach before Tom Crean at IU. He's got a job. Who now. was hired at Houston? Who were we just talking about Houston? Kelvin Sampson. Sampson. Tie it all back together. That's what I like to do. He's been in the NBA uh, as an assistant, though, the last couple years. Of course. That's where you go when you're in purgatory. (laughs) I would would hire Kelvin Sampson, right? Uh, He wins? uh, Does he win, though? Let's really uh, evaluate what (laughs) Kelvin Sampson does. He's not done a good job this year, but once again, his uh, recruiting is taking the back seat to Texas Southern. So he's saying he's doing Mike Davis, the most underrated uh, coach in basketball history, is at Texas Southern now. So uh, you're saying according that, to CK. So you're saying that uh, Calvin Sampson did a Clint Hurt. Well, kind of. He yeah. said he went to Perkinsor. He's going to the NBA. Clint Hurt went to the NFL. You know, hey. sure disappear on the big big stage for a while as an assistant, and then come back to the college scene, right? Yeah, yeah that's I okay. agree with that. I, that I and that's what that's what I would do. Hell, <laughs> guys, I don't mean to throw something back in your face, but if we're talking about someone who getting NCAA sanctions and then going to purgatory and sitting on the bench as an assistant at the professional level, look no further than your coach, John Calipari. I agree. Well, when was That's he an true. assistant after New Under Jersey? Larry Brown. When? Under Larry Brown and like two, before he went to UK. Oh, at the, yeah. No, he, he was, was at Memphis before UK, Kelly. Or before he went to Memphis. Before he went to Memphis. Yeah, before he went to Memphis. When he, when he, he vacated, he did. He sat on the bench with and Allen what, Iverson and, and Larry Brown. What better place to be than a legend that is Larry Brown? Look, look, look what he's learned. Obviously, he learned something, right? He learned something from Larry Brown. He's obviously – I'm and not look, taking anything and away. And I he, just he, wanted to point out the, the connection. He took something Don't from Larry Brown the and, Don't came shoot me. To, and came to UK, and now he's, he's raining havoc on the NCAA world. He okay, is. Okay, now I'm going to tie up, like, as you say, Kelly. We like to tie things together uh, here on the weekend. This week, uh, right, exactly. Larry Brown coached the SMU Mustangs against the heir apparent to U of L, Richard Pitino, yeah, no, Minnesota this he's week. He's in a lot of trouble if he gets it. I'm right there with you. A lot of trouble. Well, if, I mean, if Richard Pitino, Lee, I mean, Richard Pitino is a young guy. Right. And, but, but Rick Pitino is an old guy. Yeah. Richard so, Pitino is 31 years old. He's my age. If, if R- Richard Pitino leads Minnesota to the Elite Eight, he could be like John Wood. You need to take him to the NCAA tournament. What do you mean, Elite Eight? I'm, what do you mean? All I'm saying is if he does. Oh, it's about next year. Yeah, or I mean, the year after that or anything. Then at, we can talk. Look what at the I'm job saying. that Tubby did last year with Minnesota, beating the number one team in Indiana, and he got a raw deal and gets fired from Minnesota, and they bring in a bum like Richard Patino. I'm not going to say Richard Patino's a bum. What has he ever done? What has he ever won? We, I'm, all I'm saying about Richard Patino is we don't know yet. He just won the NIT. It's the NIT. It's not, still an impressive. It's not still impressive. I got, a, I, got, I got CK, I got something for you here. You just said that Rick Richard Patino was a bum, right? Yes. Okay. But in the same breath, not 
five minutes ago, you said Mike Davis got a raw deal. He took a team to what the championship. What has he ever won? He took a team to the championship. But what has he ever won? It's he, not that. Okay, Richard Pacino has even taken a team to the NCAA tournament. But he won the NIT. Two different. Oh, come on. Uh, that, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was relevant 40 years ago. <laughs> Maybe 50 years ago. I got to get you going. You know. <laughs> no, Richard Pitino hasn't proved Jack Squat as a head coach. And he's Amen. already in a conversation with Uva Bell's replacement. For Amen. No, he's not. He I've has, heard of He has not been in a conversation? No, according to some fans. Okay. Tom Jurek, if Tom Jurek is seriously considering Richard Pitino as he the would go after right Travis after? Ford. If he's serious about no, the replacement he's not going after Pitino, Travis Ford. He'll go after Oklahoma State's oh. Travis Ford. No, are you crazy? Okay, <laughs> the question of the day. If Rick Pitino was today to decide he wanted to retire, who would be the next U of L coach? Just, just take five minutes and and give it. You know, let's discuss. What do you think? What do our callers listen? I want three eight four fourteen fifty. I want Shaka Smart once again. How does U of L? Get into the conversation when UK's playing in the championship tomorrow. I you guys up. always want to make them relevant when they're not relevant. I didn't relevant. bring them up. Carlo. I brought them up. I'm a UK fan. But Your UK you know, brother brought them up. Uh, I'm not I'm not worried about UK tomorrow. What more can you say? What more can you say than UK's in the championship game? They've got a great chance. They're well coached. They're a strong team. Right now they're playing incredible. They played the most incredible Four basketball games in a row that can, I've ever seen. Incredible. Even as good as the 92 Duke UK, but they're not the entire universe. So you can say this what you just said and just that repeat up. that over and over and over for the rest of the show. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that. I'm just saying we have some UL fans out there. Todd, and I'd you, like to know what they hear, what they say and think. You don't have to know what I mean. Well well you say shock is smart, VCU. They, oh, yeah, okay. I see. I, I, I thought you were talking Ford. about Kentucky. get another another blue blood in there to write the shit. I, I'm you, just saying, Kansas when they lose Roy Williams, they go to Bill Self. Okay, North Carolina loses Dean Dean Smith, and they bring in Roy Williams. So, who would U of L bring? You had Denny Smith, Denny, Denny Crum, who was to me the classiest basketball coach, one of them ever. I love that man. I love I Denny Crum. I like Todd's uh, passion today. He I like Denny Crum. I like Denny. It, it's I meds. like Denny. It's a meds. So uh, <laughs> that's okay. But let, let anyway, it out. I'm I'm saying Denny Crum. I love Denny Crum. Coach, he's he's among the best. Not the best. Not you know nothing. Nobody's going to say he's the best coach ever in the world. He but I giants. love. He's a classy guy, and I think that stands above all else. But if if Patino was to leave today, who would it? Thoughts? I don't know. Brad Stevens. I don't know. He's with Boston. <laughs> yeah, and Boston sucks. Oh, man, it's first year. You got to rebuild. Lost a lot. I'm not saying that Brad Stevens sucks. I'm going on a limb to say this. This is going on a limb, this, and I'm being honest. I'm being serious. The next coach for the University of Louisville Cardinals is going to be the first female coach ever in the, ever in the men's NCAA turn and men's NCAA basketball. You're going to get a woman. You have just made me laugh so hard. It's going to be a woman via the the Lotus Gunworks sure maybe via the Lotus Gunworks text line. Our man Mike from the Saturday Show did text in and remind us that Roy Williams was actually the third coach at North Carolina after Dean Smith. Oh, Daughtery. Oh, Brad Daughtery. Yeah. Wow, how that Brad, was easily forgotten. Not Brad. Uh, oh, you talking about the yeah the guy with the white hair? Yeah. What's his name? He who played, was the other he, one? He played with Michael Jordan. He was on that fi- championship team. Let's see if yeah. we can figure it out. Who was the heir apparent directly after Dean Smith? Yeah, it was daughter. He played with Mike. 
he was a bum as a player and as a coach. He should have never got that wow. job to begin with. I think that was when Roy Williams was asked. Uh, remember after they lost the championship, and they was like, "Are you going to take the North Carolina job?" He's like, "I'm not thinking about no damn North Carolina right now." Yeah, he took something it. to the extent that he, you know, take it to the next day. All right, Bill Guthridge from '97 through Guthridge. 2000. Guthridge, yeah, I remember. He Mike was right at Where's he at today? Texas Northern. Matt Daughtery was the Matt Daughtery, yeah. Why did you say where's Bill Guthrie? Well, I mean, you know, we're we're talking about Mike Davis, and you know, well, Bill Guthrie was a long time assistant under Dean Smith, and then took over uh, yeah. that job. Well, you he's somewhere watching. All right, guys. Okay, Kentucky plays tomorrow. We have ten minutes left. Okay. What are they playing against? They're going against Connecticut. Who's stepping up for Connecticut right now? DeAndre Daniels had twenty points, ten rebounds last night. Uh, the freshman that they got. What is the name? Um, I don't think a freshman's a... Frazier. I can't remember. Frazier's uh, for Florida. Uh, Shabazz Napier is playing Napier. well. Shabazz Napier. He That's had it. six assists, 12 points. That's it, Napier. Ryan Boatwright had 13 points, six rebounds, three assists. They've got a backcourt. They've got guys stepping up in the front court. Yeah, with, with Kentucky, the uh, playing down low is not going to be a problem. They're going to have to do is guard the perimeter tight. That's something they failed to do against Wisconsin. They failed to do it against Michigan. We can't continue to trade buckets with these teams in the last minutes of the game with three-point shots. They're going to have to guard the perimeter. I'm predicting a 12-point victory, easy coasting win to the national championship for the University of Kentucky. Now, Connecticut only only was 5 of 12 from beyond the arc last night. Connecticut was. And what's even more impressive than that, I mean, that's obviously not very impressive. They just made five threes. They're not a, at least as of late, not a three-point oriented team. What's even more impressive than that was Connecticut held Florida, who is a three-point shooting team, to one of ten from beyond the three-point line. You hear that, Carlo? One of ten. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Michael Frazier, the second. One of three from the field. All three three-pointers. Three points. Yeah, we're going to, I mean, uh, tomorrow's game, we're going to have to put um, the American Conference in their place tomorrow. That's what's going to happen. We're going to prove to the world that American Conference was a joke. And right now, let's go to the person who was actually at the game last night from start to finish. The sponsor of the Weekend Sports Buzz Saturday and Sunday edition show. Our man, Brandon J. Lawrence. Brandon, are you there? What's up, baby? It's Big Blue. It's Big Blue. What's up? What's up, BL? What's happening, hey, man? I know you were at the game. Are you still in Texas or are you back yet? I'm in Texas, man. I just I just booked my ticket for tomorrow night's game. Oh, it's, it's, it's all like popcorn, baby. It's all like popcorn. I'm sitting in section 126. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all, baby. It's all. Hey, hey, I got to apologize to Ty, man. I'm sorry I couldn't make it Friday. But, um, um, you know, I, I pay I pay you back for the ticket, man. I had to get ready to go to this game on, uh, get on the plane on Saturday. I left early in the morning. Hey, but, hey, look, I got a couple names for you, right? Y'all talking about here's John Shire, Kyle Singler, Nolan Smith, Lance Thomas, Brian Zubek, Mason Plumley, Ryan Kelly, Andre Dawkins, Oleg Six. And Seth Curry, that was your national champion, 2010 Duke. Anybody remember any of the, Where are they now? I don't know. But um, Ryan Kelly's in the league. Hey, I think, you know, he's in the league. Yeah, league. he's in the barely, league. Right? Yeah, bar- bar- that, exactly, barely. Is that the mandatory Irishman? 
You got to have a mandatory <laughs> Irishman. You do. Hey, look, hey, and I'm going to give you another name, man. It's Kevin Ollie. I think Kevin Ollie could be more along the lines of a Steve Fisher. Remember, he took Michigan to the national champion team championship when, uh, when the old coach left. I forgot his name, whatever his name was, from Michigan. And then he went on with the Fab Five. So, Kevin, it just depends what kind of recruiting career that um, – that the Ali, you know, recruiting season he has next year. I don't know. And we'll see. Rather than Mike Davis, you don't you don't like the comparison you know? between Ali and Mike Davis. No, I think I think I mean I think I think Ali's got a is is, is a bit better, a bit better, man. I just like his style a little bit more. He's got that pro style that he's got UConn running, and um, I think that's you know I think it serves him well. He did a, he had a key in game. Um, a decision when he switched up with the, when he went to the three guard lineup, and that took away. I think at, at, uh, that hurt Florida last night, and I think that was a game. You know, a key change in the game, no question about Brandon, it. Brandon, how well was Big Blue, Big Blue Nation represented at the game last night? Ah uh, man, it's, it's all blue, man. It's crazy. I mean, you know, I'm gonna tell you though, it was like Wisconsin really, really thought that they were gonna win, and I'm glad that UK put the rest this uh, this. I mean, if you look at this thing, they'd be Wichita State, a bunch of seniors, Louisville, a bunch of seniors, Wisconsin, a bunch of seniors, Kansas State. I mean, you know, put this one-and-done stuff to rest, man. And, and uh, Michigan, Michigan, remember the Michigan Fab Five, they, they, take a lot, they took a lot of pressure off UK because nobody's really talking about it as much because it's not going to be – because it's been done before. So these guys are just playing ball, man. And then, you know – uh, what's his name? Julius Randle's home. The Twins are home. They're from the te- they're from Texas, so it's like a home game for them. And then plus, UK already played North Carolina in AT and T Stadium earlier in the year when they lost. So they're familiar with this, man. It's just you know, it's good for them. When Aaron Harrison, Aaron Harrison hit that shot, the bad stuff is about to go down. When Aaron Harrison hit that shot last night uh, in the final seconds, man, just tell us about the atmosphere when that shot went up. I mean, we saw it on TV. <laughs> But tell me what the energy, I want to hear what it felt like. It was like deja vu because, you know, when Andrew, he thought he was going to make a uh, a bad decision when he drove. It got yeah, into a, yep. and, it, and it almost, it almost slipped out of, uh, what's the big boy's name? Uh, it almost slipped out of the big guy's hands. Johnson? Um, yeah, it almost slipped out of Johnson's hands and he barely got it to, to uh, uh, the ball barely got to Harrison. And you were like, oh, man, this can't happen like three times in a row. It can't happen three times in a row. And when it did, I'm going to tell you, I was sitting beside a Wisconsin guy. Man, this guy's face, you would have thought that his dog just died, man. <laughs> it was just like he went from, you know, they thought they were going to win the game. And then especially when, you know, but you knew after that, it was kind of like you're hoping and wishing your heart's beating a 100 miles a minute. And, um, and then the kid, what's his name, Jackson? Missed the shot, and it was that was it, man. And it's like, yo, we gonna get UConn. Let's do it. Now, what about the bad call there on the three point uh, shot that Wisconsin missed and kind of ran into the UK player? I mean, I, I thought that was a bad call. Well, I mean, it's bad calls, but you, I mean, but you know, I'm gonna tell you, we, you know, it's. I, I didn't want to complain about then I sound like a U of L fan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know, I, the only people that complain more about the refs is, uh, than U of L fans is like, no, nobody complains more about the refs than U of L. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Rashawn Miles. Why is he called in? Where is Ashley? What is going on, man? <laughs> is this is this how you is this how is this how you support your team like disappear? I'm Yesterday was a real eye opener. Yeah. You're the only one with integrity, Kevin. <laughs> You're the only one with integrity. <laughs> because as much as Rashad, as much as much <laughs> as much smack as Rashad talks, man, I mean I, you know what? He's lost credibility with me, man. Because you can't talk that Boy, much. Boy, so a good what. man really is hard to find. <laughs> You can't, you can't, you can't do that, man. I mean, it's just, uh, come on, Rashawn. Do something, man. Tweet, uh, do it, uh, uh, do the, you know, with the Lotus Gun Line, uh, text or something. Do an anonymous something. He's missing. M.I.A., baby. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, hey, the show was great today, man. I mean, you know, you guys are doing it, man. So, uh, uh, so Wednesday, are we going to have a full update? Cincinnati, man. Wednesday we're gonna have a full update uh, of Brandon oh. on the game. No, we're gonna have we're gonna have a full update, man. Uh, it's got, I mean it's gotta be because win, lose, or draw, this UK team has captured uh, America's attention, man. I mean these guys are good guys, they're solid guys, there's no drama. It's a t- and, and it, they're playing they're playing for each other. I mean you can see it, man. They're passionate, just like Todd's passionate today. They're passionate, man. They got Todd Neal's passion. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you can't beat that. Brandon, you can't beat that. Brandon, as always, we appreciate you allowing us to be on the air from Saturday from 9 to 11 and Sunday from 10 till noon. Thanks for calling in. Have a great rest of your weekend, Brandon. All right, man. Love y'all, man. Great show. Thank you very much, Brandon. Once again, that is Brandon J. Lawrence. Who brings you the weekend sports buzz? Call him 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Carlo Kellum, myself, Kelly Patrick, Todd Neal, maybe even Ashley Danielle if we can work out our contract. We'll all be back next Sunday from 10 until noon with more of the weekend sports buzz. Oh, and more, much more than this, I did it my I've had a few But then again Too few to mention I did What I had to do And saw it through Without exemption I planned Each charted course Each careful step Along the byway